0: Welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. We're your hosts. I'm
1: Sarah, and I'm here today with Jen and Ashley. This is Ashley. We'll chat about our Unabridged Book Club's Pick of the Month, recommend related books, and share our nerdy English teacher love of reading with our Unabridged highlights and with short episodes featuring targeted topics.
2: To follow along with our schedule, visit our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. You want opinions about books? We've got them.
0: Hello, we are here today to talk about one of our short episodes. Before we do that, we just wanna remind you to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. That is the single thing that you can do to support us. It doesn't cost any money, just a couple seconds of your time. We would just love if you could do that for us. But let's get on with our episode. Today, we are talking about bookworm problems, which I'm sure we all have plenty of. (laughs)
2: Uh, So, it was hard to narrow down the problems I have for this episode. Same, same. So, uh, Jen, do you want to get us started? I would love to. All right. So, one of my big problems. Since I left the English classroom, I have become a heavy library user, and I do love, love, love to put library books on hold. It is very exciting, but inevitably, (laughs) they all come in at the same time. (laughs) You guys can laugh that but, it is exciting, but it is exciting. No, I, I yeah. enjoy it. I, I, enjoy I just it like that that
0: with bookworms, we we are so very, excited yeah. about
2: our library holds. I do love libraries. <laughs> I used to use the heck out of the um What's it called? Interlibrary loan. When I was in grad school, that was also very exciting to me. But anyway, so all of my library holds come in at the same time. And that causes problems because, of course, I have two weeks to read them. Typically, those books are more popular books. So somebody else has it on hold after me, so I can't renew it. And so I have some anxiety in prioritizing which book to read next because these (laughs) are the things that make me anxious (laughs) actually there are a lot of things that make me anxious but my library holds all coming in at the same time is one of them (laughs) (laughs) yes this does give you insight into my personality (laughs) if you didn't already know do you all have that problem
1: So I do a lot of library books with my kids. I will say that I was shocked when I moved here because this is the first place I've lived where you only have two weeks.
2: Oh, so oh,
1: really? yes, so that was a big change. So I used to check out a lot more library books, and I have cut back because it is very hard for me to get through so how was long several books was, in two was weeks. it a month. Is- <gasps> A lot that of would be times, amazing. And I will say that sometimes Jen I didn't want to have ten million library. Yes, holes. yeah, it would probably <laughs> wouldn't yes. help me at all. I would
2: just have double the number for double the time. I do
1: think in Kentucky at in our library system that new releases had only two weeks, so mm-hmm. it was anything else. had a month. Uh, well, I but see. But if it was brand new, mm-hmm. it was shorter. I'm not paused. I don't remember the details I mean, now. That makes but sense. anyway, yeah. So that I haven't. I have cut back a bit on reading from the library just because of that, and then also. It is because I have young kids and like our library hours and stuff it Mm -hmm. has been the weekend is when I have time to go and our library because of lack of funding really has very limited weekend hours Mm -hmm. and so it's hard for me to get there. So Mm -hmm. I look forward to doing more library holds in the future but I'm not doing a whole lot of them right now. (laughs) Sarah would you like to comment on your library use. Sure I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you all probably have heard
0: me say that I'm not the most organized person. So, I also struggle with the two weeks, mostly because I can't keep myself together enough to remember when to take them back, Mm -hmm. and then I end up paying a fine. I do check out, like, audiobooks for my son. Mm -hmm. He likes to read the Harry Potter series, and those are not available on Scribd, where I listen. So, I do check out old-timey CDs Mm -hmm. for him to listen to those. Uh, But I really don't use the library too much. The other reason I don't is I like to own my books because if you listen to our Literary (laughs) Sins, episode 54, I like to read near water, whether it be bath or pool. (laughs) And I don't like to take the risk that I might damage a library book, which I don't damage very many books. But just in case. Okay. I like to have my own and I I don't know, I just like to have the books that I read. I like to feel okay if I you know, scratch it mm-hmm. up or want to turn over a page or mark something. I just like to have my own book. So I do not use the library as much as I should. I'm sure my husband wishes that I would use it because I have so many book stacks everywhere. (laughs) Well, then I'm
1: like, oh, maybe I should confess some sins here. But, I I mean, I borrow from you all Mm -hmm. all the time. So you are my library. So sorry (laughs) Sorry. for that. I feel like that makes me... Maybe not contributing to the bought book pool to share over as often, but yeah.
0: Well, I do think that being in a community of readers with your – if you have a book club Mm -hmm. or like the podcast – You tend to buy books and then you share and then you share them. And that's another reason that I like to have my own books, because if I really like a book, I want to be able to say, Jen or Ashley, read this book or my mom. So I like to have that to share with others and pass around. And I then I like others to pass to me. So that's another reason I like to own
2: my books, even though it's expensive. I (laughs) both buy all the books and check out all the books. So I wish that the library helped my book buying problem. It just means that I am both <laughs> buying books that I am not reading because <laughs> and got to but, get to the whole exactly because I have to get to the due date and and so, yeah, that's another that's another bookworm problem. It's just that due date it it, it helps me prioritize, but it does mean like I'm putting myself on a library band for a little while because I have so many books on my shelves that I need to get to that I've spent money on. And my husband is great. He does not guilt trip me, but I guilt trip myself because mm-hmm. I feel well, bad spending all that money. When they
1: pile up and, and you haven't touched them, right. then that's its own, mm-hmm. that can be a problem. Yes. So Not just because you feel guilty, but also that you want to get to them. Right? Yeah. So that brings me to one of my bookworm problems, which is that I, at the beginning of this year in January, reorganized my shelves so that I would have a section of the shelves that is for my unread shelf project and i have a couple of shelves in our downstairs bookcase and then upstairs i have a a small bookcase that sole purpose is how most people use the cart Mm -hmm. its entire purpose is for me to have stacks that i am working on Mm -hmm. and that has been great the upstairs one but that's the only one I ever touch. Mm -hmm. And so I think that has really made me realize that, I mean, it's a little discouraging to just think I have these two shelves of books downstairs. It was like around 65 to 70 books downstairs that I thought, I I mean, that was in January and I have not touched a -hmm. single one of those because upstairs I have been reading through and adding to that sort of immediate right. pile mm-hmm. and because of that and the ones that I both want to read and need to read I'm not going to do those other ones at all so that has helped curb my purchasing because it's made me realize I'm not touching any of them yeah. but it also has made me realize that it is hard to get to even what seemed like a relatively small number of mm-hmm. books, I just haven't gotten to them at all. And I've, I've read a lot of great things this year. I mean, when I think over what I've read January, February, and March, I love what I've read. Right. So I'm not discouraged in that regard, but it, it, it was just really illuminating. I've never purposefully reorganized things, mm-hmm. thinking that then I had a plan that I would get to them. But I have found that that's just not how my reading works. So I think I've learned something about myself as a reader but it has been interesting and it, and it is a problem. (laughs) Maybe not a terrible one, but it is a problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I did some reorganizing as well. I told Ashley it would have made her very happy, but it's also very, it's clarifying just to know how many books I own that I have not read. And I mean, I have the, the books that I've not read are all in my bedroom and the books I have read are all the way through the entire rest of my house or here in our classroom. Um, but it yeah, it's also it's it's great because I got rid of stacks, but even getting rid of stacks of books, I still have so many. Yeah. And and Insane. some of them, yeah. I
1: got rid of a ton. I mean I finally when we had we did we did have built-in bookcases, which has been a lifelong dream of my partner, and they're beautiful. And but I thought, I mean that was when I made the decision. I had kept my classroom books in the basement and I just told myself, Once we do this, that's it. If mm-hmm. it doesn't fit on those shelves I'm not gonna keep it. So I got rid of tons of books and gave them to teachers and and classes and then the ones that I kept, I kept because I wanted to read them. Right. Either because I loved them so much I couldn't let them go mm-hmm. or because I intended to read them. And that was when I did all the reshuffling just so that it would be a little bit more clear which ones I had read and hadn't. Mm-hmm. And that was when I realized, oh, I I'm, I'm, i haven't touched any of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, And again, I've read some great books, but I just think yeah. oh, they're with new awesome books coming out all the time and the things that we mm-hmm. read for this, it's, you know,
2: yeah. It's I hard to I've get to old stuff. told you all the story of my professor in college who was getting near retirement age, and he had this amazing library of books in his office. And he said he had calculated that if he lived to be 100 and he read a book a day for the rest of his life, he would still have like 200 books left from his office that he wouldn't get to. So he just started <laughs> pre-retirement giving books away. So anytime you visited him in his office, he would just be like shoving books at you, which was great. But I just thought... <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that math anytime soon because I'm not ready to stop buying books yet. But
1: when it is hard to know what's to come, you right. know, I think when I donated things to classrooms, I had no idea we were going to mm-hmm. do this. And so I do think, you know. It's yeah. it's good to get rid of things if you think you're not going to get to them, but it also is hard to anticipate what mm-hmm. could come that then you might want to have them for. Because mm-hmm. there have been a lot of times when we talk about a book, like if I'm using it for pairing or something, it is nice to have yes. it on hand. Mm-hmm. And then like Sarah said, it's nice to be able to share them with people when you've talked about them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: so I have the problem of Bookstagram and seeing <laughs> new books and constantly <laughs> wanting new books. Uh-huh. But then I have all the backlist books on my shelves like you guys do. And I really do struggle with wanting to have those books that I see. New and shiny. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean,
1: they're just – And, and I buzzy. Feel like, like people mm-hmm. say great things mm-hmm. about them and you want to be able to participate in that discussion.
0: Yeah. And there's just so many – I think that that right now in literature and the book world, there's just so many really good books coming yeah. out about things that I have no – experience I have not experienced and it's just a, such a way to learn and I feel like mm-hmm. my reading has grown so much since we started the podcast and I was have been a member of different book clubs mm-hmm. and I, I want to keep that experience going but then I have the books that I've purchased that are my comfort zone books yeah. that I still want to read those but I just I don't have to, I just don't have the time so it's hard to balance that because I, I do want to stay up to date and I mean as podcasters we do have to stay up to date mm-hmm. on new and noteworthy books but it's it's hard it's a hard
1: balancing act yeah. to
0: manage mm-hmm. books but it's a good problem to have it
1: could be worse yeah It is a good <laughs> problem to have but yeah that, I mean I've noticed that things like fantasy books I love fantasy but I've read so little of mm-hmm. it because they tend to be long mm-hmm. or and series yeah and, and part of a big series often and so um, I think about Cassandra's Claire's latest mm-hmm. series and I really want to read that but I just get overwhelmed at the thought of it yeah <laughs> so that's another one problem for sure I mean I used to just let myself get sucked into that and if that's all I read for two months because I was plowing through this big series then whatever that mm-hmm. was fine and now I just can't and don't want to do that but then consequently yeah it's sometimes it's hard to get to those
2: that you mm-hmm. you know I was so yeah. excited
1: for them to come out and then if I didn't get to it then it feels like I'm not going to get to it so
2: same yes I understand
1: so a struggle that I have that I think Sarah and I have both been experiencing this month and those of you who follow us on Instagram have <laughs> seen have seen us commiserating on this problem is reading slumps and that is a real bookworm problem because I think that when you're a bookworm, you trust that that's like your safe space mm-hmm. and it's your comfort. And so then when you feel like you're in a slump with something that you really find a comfort, that's hard. And I don't have great answers for that. I do know what I do, (laughs) and I know that it doesn't work. But my coping mechanism, and I think, Sarah, you do this too, is I just start a million books. I just keep picking up new books. I mean, it's like this. that's part of my sort of panic is, oh, I'll just try this one. It's it's like, oh, this has been sitting on the shelf a while. That goes back to the whole shelf problem. Sitting on the shelf, and I'm thinking, oh, I've been meaning to get to this. Now is the time. So, like, right now I'm in a slump, so that means I have, like, eight books going. <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. And so and so that is a real problem because then I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I haven't finished any right. of these, and I'm having to juggle all those in my head, which is also not great. Mm-hmm. My success, like, the likelihood of success is going down with each book that I start, <laughs> but, I, but, but I cannot stop. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a thing. It's a problem. That's definitely the same
0: for me. And I feel like I become an obstinate child when I have all these reading deadlines for book club or for the podcast and I have all these things. And a lot of times it's things that I have been wanting to read for a long time. But then when I know that I have this deadline and for the podcast, I don't want to read it too far ahead of time Uh because I need it to be fresh so I can discuss it and reference. But then then that means I'm reading all these things at one time. And I just I'll be like, I don't wanna do it and then I watch Reruns of Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh and then I'll be in a panic. <laughs> i'll be in a panic uh when it's getting time to get there i'll get there but it's just like that procrastination thing i just i dig my heels in and i'm like i don't want to do it i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna do this other thing and then Which i'm just, in just a panic the panic layer. yes and i already f- i'm feeling anxious just talking about it because i know i have these three deadlines i need to do and i will get them done but it makes me feel like i can't breathe so yeah
2: yeah
0: send help no i'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I do. I have to say, I, I don't experience reading slumps, but I do have that problem of starting too many books at one time. So I typically have a book book, a Kindle book that I read when my son is desperate for me to lie down with him so he can go to sleep because he's scared of monsters. So Kindle books help with that. I have an audio book. Sometimes I forget my other book book when we have SSR in our classroom. So I start a book here. And then I start getting anxious. You're talking about, I just start getting anxious because I have all these books that I'm juggling and I'm never going to finish all of them. And so a lot of times, there was one weekend I was just like, I'm going to clear it all this weekend. I have to, because the compulsive part of me just is not like that many books kind of hanging over my head Mm -hmm. at one time. So
1: yeah. And I would say that these days, I always have three. Mm-hmm. I oh, always yes. have a Kindle book, an audio book, and a regular book. So that mm-hmm. is my standard amount. Yes. But then I get to like the eight and ten say, range for, where yeah. I just keep picking up more and more and more <laughs> books.
0: Or I do the thing where I just carry books around, even if I don't start them. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I think maybe this will be the day that I want to start this book. So I just have them on oh. my person, but it just, I never start them. It's good to have options. <laughs>
2: I will say another thing, Sarah, that you said is not wanting to read the books too early. I don't know if it's getting older or if it's since I left the full-time English classroom, I have been reading a lot more and I read a lot every year. I have so much trouble remembering character names. So if I read the book too far in advance, we'll come and we'll be talking about a book and Ashley and Sarah will be talking about characters and I swear I know what happened in the book, but I cannot keep character names straight to save my soul. So. And
1: I will say, th- in Jen's defense, is she reads hundreds of books a year. Hundreds. Like, mm-hmm. and that she remembers amazing amounts of detail. I think Sarah and I are always Same. so impressed with the details <laughs> that she can pull up from these books. But I do know what you're saying, yeah, Jen. Because I think I, when it goes time to discuss, if it's been two weeks. Yes. And for me, that's not that many books in between, it's still. Just doesn't feel very fresh, yeah. and it's hard to discuss in detail. And sometimes, just it's wanting to lay your hand on that exact
2: phrase yes. or moment. I used or to be so good at kind of that, thing. and it is definitely worse for me in certain formats than others. Like if I listen to it on audio, there's mm-hmm. no chance. I just I I can enjoy the book and have a vague, I mean, just a general sense of what it's about. But I can't come back to those details nearly as well in audio as if I've read the words with my eyes. So, yeah, yeah, so bookworm, I mean, it's still a pretty good life. Like I get to read a lot of books, (laughs) but man, when I want to talk to somebody about a character and they're looking at me as if wondering whether I really read the book or not because I have (laughs) no character names,
1: that feels not great. And I will say similar problem that I used to be so judgmental. Sorry, folks. For people who could not remember authors' names, oh, yeah. I just found that appalling. <laughs> and these days, I cannot remember the author's name. And particularly so that – there you go. There you go. That's why I need to be just gracious and not judging. Sin. That's right. But yeah, apparently this, <laughs> this is, is all, a multi-purpose all <laughs> episode, confessional folks. for me. Um, but it, uh, largely, it is Kindle books that I cannot remember uh, yeah. that. And it is because – I'm going to make some excuses. <laughs> it is because you see their names so rarely Yes. and you mm-hmm. see the cover of the book so rarely. So I didn't realize how heavily I relied on the cover mm-hmm.
2: being the way Just that I solidified it that every write. time, yeah.
1: Even sometimes even titles. Mm-hmm. I get tripped on if I I've, I've read that on the Kindle. I was terrible at that with Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I wanted to be like I, I don't know, elsewhere never <laughs> never went. I was like <laughs> And I read that one for a long time. That's another (laughs) bookworm problem I have is that my Kindle book gets nursed along for Mm -hmm. a very long time because I don't love it. So like Jen, I'm typically only reading it at a time that I cannot read Mm -hmm. a regular book, which is usually not a prime reading opportunity and doesn't come along as often. So I think that's an issue. But I do think it's just like not seeing the cover. I just don't feel as attached to it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the author's name because I'm not seeing it. I don't see the cover as often. And I have the problem with audiobooks as well. Mm-hmm. Somehow not as much as I do Kindle, it seems like. But with both of those where mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the hardcover with the image and the author that apparently is the way that I've always remembered. Well, with audio,
2: you do see the cover. I mean, you think every time you pull it up on your phone, mm-hmm. the cover's there. Whereas with the Kindle, it that's brings true. you up where you left off in the middle. So that's so true.
1: that actually does make sense. And, and I think that's how I the file. Cover. Mine has that weird thing where I don't see the cover. Uh, but I but still, I, but still, the author's name is mm-hmm. there, even though there's not an image. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think that's how I file books in my head, by the cover. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And how I recall characters and things, because I associate it with that Mm -hmm. image so yeah I can see where that would be difficult yeah
2: I have become keenly aware of how much differently I read in different formats Mm -hmm. so the audio versus the book Mm -hmm. book versus an e-book I just retain different details I like with a book book I feel like I'm so oriented I can remember oh it was at the top of a left page in the middle of the book and then I can go find the quotation that I'm thinking of and I just lose that sort of orientation in Kindle books and audiobooks, which isn't a bad thing. I think it strengthened certainly my listening skills with audiobooks, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's very different. Yes. All right, so Sarah, let's <laughs> move it over to you. What's another book wearing problem you have?
0: Well, I only have one more on my list, and it's kind of silly, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I have uh, <laughs> one million bookmarks. That's an exaggeration, but I have a lot of bookmarks because I love to buy the fa- the ones that are handmade and oh, Etsy yeah. and all that stuff. You know, for, you know that from the Bookish Gifts episode. Um, but I, but I have so many bookmarks, but I never have them when I need them. So normally, my bookmark is. target receipt or a costco receipt or a corner of a tissue (laughs) or a pencil (laughs) i do a lot of that too or or, and because i've really tried to stop not bend pages over that's Mm -hmm, how i did how i marked my books when i was in high school and things like Mm -hmm. that but i've tried to stop doing that but then it just come becomes something (laughs) whatever is available a (laughs) shoestring, whatever's available, I just stick it in there to hold my place. So I never use my bookmarks, even though I have so many, and I love them. Yeah. It's (laughs) art instead of functional. Yeah. And it's in a drawer, so nobody gets to see it. (laughs) But
1: (laughs) I I will say this is a problem I have, too, and I have tried to strategically place them in different areas where I need them. So I have kind of on my head frame – For the bed is where I keep my current reading stack. Mm -hmm. And I try to keep some extras in there. And I also have those little, the magnet ones. Mm -hmm. I have the Harry Potter, a couple of the sets of Harry Potter. I think that, Sarah, you bestowed some of those (laughs) upon me. Um, And those are awesome. And I just keep them in this little container on my desk. And so that's nice because I can grab those pretty Mm -hmm. easily and use them. But I have that problem. And same, I try not to fold the pages, though I still do it sometimes. And, but I will use the cover, the book jacket. I do that if I have a hard and cover. And then that's not great Mm-mm. for the book jacket and often doesn't work for the middle parts of the book. So I've tried yeah. to just like place them carefully around. That's a good strategy.
0: Mm-hmm. I was recently on a flight from Alabama home, and I didn't have a bookmark, and I I tore the I tore the Sky Miles magazine <laughs> a, a little corner off that and used it. So there's my confession. I was like,
1: man, <laughs> we a have a lot of confessions today. <laughs> Who knew? Um,
2: all right. So my last, well, this is not my last bookworm problem. This is the last one I'll talk about today. Is just I I have always enjoyed rereading books. But I have this panicky feeling that again the unread shelf thing, all of the reasons I feel mm-hmm. like I'm always having to read the new books, and so I have not reread a book for a long time. I did listen to Anne of Green Gables. It, it, it had been years since I read the book itself, but I did listen to that. But yeah, so and I I sort of miss that because mm-hmm. there's some comfort in rereading a book that you've loved in knowing a lot of what to expect, but also that joy of noticing something new with a favorite that you just hadn't picked up on before. And this is totally a choice I'm making, but, yeah, I just find that I don't have time to reread the way I used to. And I used to have to, to some extent, That's for the what classroom. what I was going
1: to say. Yeah, is that I think I've never been particularly inclined, even though I enjoy it when I do mm-hmm. it, but in the classroom I had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the difference is that because I was reading – before the kids would read right. it and work through it, I found myself doing a lot more rereading, but I miss it too. yeah. yeah. And it is hard. It, I mean, I miss it, but then I can't make time for it. Like right. I've been reading one of the books I've been reading for a very long time, months now, is the Harry Potter, the first of the illustrated Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It is gorgeous. The illustrations are so beautiful. But I just have, I, I love it, but I'm, I just leave it there. Yeah. Because it's hard to give that time. To something when I know I could be making progress in another book instead. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Ashley, do you have any more that you would like to share? I
1: feel lighter, folks. I've got, (laughs) little did I know that I had some confessions to get off my chest, but I feel that I have put those out
2: there. So I'm
1: good over here. I I have plenty more bookworm problems, but I feel good with the ones I've shared. Maybe we
2: can do part two another time. That's (laughs) right. I do, yeah. I do feel like we're pretty privileged to be able to be bookworms and to have these problems. That's right. But they are problems nonetheless. Sarah, are you good? Any more? I'm good. No more bookworm problems for me. (laughs) So we just want to thank
0: you for listening to today and remind you again like we did at the top of the episode to rate review and subscribe on itunes and please leave a review that would mean the world to us thank you for listening and we hope that you will come share your bookworm problems with us on social media and we will share them out thank you Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We
1: would love to hear them. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, on Instagram and Twitter at unabridgedpod,
2: or on the web at unabridgedpod.com, or on our Patreon page. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light. Many thanks to Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer, and Tim Rieger, our videographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.